How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Epicenter. We are back here once again. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, uh, either on YouTube or Spotify. Um, I want to thank my last week's guest, Alex Winters, for being on. It was a really uh, great podcast, getting to learn a lot about the filmmaking side of things. Um, really some cool films. If you haven't got a chance, check out uh, All Movies. It's a, a winning experience, AWE Movies on YouTube. Uh, really some cool stuff, and he really explained a lot of cool stuff. And I know he's going down to uh, Southern California to actually study for film down there so best of luck to you Alex I know you've already gone down there hopefully you have a safe trip uh, and hopefully everything goes well for you um, I also wanted to preview for everyone else the next few podcasts that we are going to have um, next week we are uh, either going to take a week off I know I mentioned that this week but I'll get into that in a moment um, we're, we, uh, we're either gonna have on a person who does theater um, who is currently working on I believe in the Heights as a play right now his name is Alex um, as well or we're gonna be having on um, one of the Lincoln coaches next week, either Coach uh, Bean or Coach Berg for football in Lincoln, and talk to them about how they're kind of transitioning into their new role. So just to be on the lookout for the next few podcasts going forward. Uh, but I want to go ahead and introduce uh, my guest for today's show. So as I was mentioning a moment ago, I originally didn't plan on having a podcast this week, but um, anybody who follows me on social media knows that I took a two-week trip across the country on Route 66, and I'm always looking on all these accounts on Instagram, always interested in seeing you know other trips that people are taking, and I really, uh, a story caught my eye and on a 66 to Cali, which is a shop at the end of the route in Santa Monica. Um, for me, it was the start of the route. I kind of took it backwards from Santa Monica to Chicago, and, uh, and it was of Brittany Roberts, who I have on today. She took the trip um, in honor of her grandmother's memory, and she's been posting a lot stuff on her Instagram and I found it really interesting because we've gone to a lot of the same places. So yes, Brittany Roberts is our guest today on the Epicenter. How are you doing, Brittany? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing very good, and uh, and it's great to you know always meet fellow travelers. I got you know I didn't get to meet a ton on the route when I went on my trip in April. I know you just finished yours a little over a week ago, um, but yeah, when I was on the route when we did run into travelers like in Oklahoma and Kansas, it was really cool to get to talk to them about their experiences, kind of where they were from, and that's the really the best part in my opinion about the route is just getting to meet people and kind of learn about their experiences. If they're a business owner, learning about their business and just kind of how they survived over time, knowing obviously the history of the route and the fact that, you know, it's had its off, you know, it's had its rough years since, you know, right. some interstates have bypassed it and all. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to go ahead and just dive right into it. So I know a big reason you drove the mother road was to honor uh, your grandmother. Now, um, we were talking about it a little bit before the podcast. Did she live on Route 66 or was it something that she traveled quite a bit? Um, if she did live on the route uh, and if she did live on the route, tell me kind of like what, where she lived and what that was like. So she never lived there. Uh, she had, we had had a lot of talks about me wanting to be a traveler um, and like go to Egypt, go anywhere really across the world. And then some of the things that I would watch old movies with her, I would ask, um, Hey, who's your favorite uh, actor? She would mention uh, Clark Gable, Alan Alda um, from MASH. And so it, it was cool learning about how I had always had this little desire to go down Route 66 from this Wanderlust commercial I saw back in the 90s. I, I'm sure it was advertising gasoline of some sort, but I was like, oh, I want to do that. Um, that being going across the country on a road trip. Then of course, seeing, 
you know, all of those family vacation movies and Holiday Road being such a very, uh, such a thematic, um, you know, song to go traveling to. I think that really being able to do some of the things and learn about the era that she was a part of, because she lived during the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl and in Alabama, it was a really hard time because that's where I'm from. And yeah, and of course, staying in some of the places of some of the act, well, like one of the actors that she mentioned that she uh, liked, Clark Gable. Yeah, and and we'll we'll get into that because I know you stayed there at uh, Boots Court in Carthage, Missouri. Um, we actually uh, stayed at uh, Hotel Monte Vista, which I know that you weren't able to get to stay in Flagstaff, and we'll get into the reason why in the podcast. Um, but uh, we stayed in the room right next to where Clark Gable stayed at the Hotel Monte Vista. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That's super um, cool. Yeah, um, and, and there was also I think we were like was it four or five rooms down from where Clark Gable stayed at the El Rancho in, uh, in Gallup too. So that was really cool as well. So got to see a lot of where like all the stars stayed. Um, outside side of uh, honoring her memory, what were some other things that made you passionate about 66 um, outside of, you know, I know you mentioned you saw the commercial. Were there any other things that you kind of, when you were doing research or other things that may have influenced you to take the trip? Sure. So, of course, it, the resurgence of it, I think, was a big push because a lot of these places had started to become, you know, so to speak, relevant again. If not, they had already been staples on Route 66 for all of this time, whether uh -huh. they've gone through different owners or different management. But it's, it's definitely the fact that cars helped kind of revive it. These places got more income, were able to do renovations and really sustain people um, a little bit more than they were, were used to. Um, but yeah, some of them I was, I've noticed were, have been on sale for quite some time. Um, like some of the families can't really afford to keep it in the family anymore. Or some of these places are just so old, you never know whenever some of them are going to get raised like many other ones that have. And I love that New Mexico is going to be having a neon graveyard museum, sort of like Vegas mm -hmm. does. So I'm really excited to go back and um, see that since we were kind of trucking through New Mexico on a weekend and some of the things were closed. You know, speaking of things, I'm looking forward to seeing if we when we take the trip again. I want to say it's in Tulsa. They're making like a Bob Dylan exhibit or museum or something over there, and that's something like I I'm really looking forward to seeing that when that gets done. I think they said it'd be getting done sometime early next year or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned cars because, um, I mean, obviously I, I may come from at least a slightly different generation than you. Um, and I, one of my favorite movies growing up, I was always a huge Pixar fan, was Cars. And so I never really, you know, thought of, you know, connection to Route 66 or much when I watched the movie the first time. I'm just thinking, oh, these are some cool characters that I can relate with as a kid and stuff, you know. And then, you know, I watch it later um, about, I'd say a week after everything shut down for COVID last March. And I watch it again. And then I was like, you know, I've never actually watched the special features that this film came with. And when I watched the special features, it actually showed, um, I want to say it was Michael Wallace, I think is his name, uh, the guy who went to actually talk to a lot of these people on 66, who's a historian. You know, he went to um, Rock Cafe. Um, he went to, you know, uh, Seligman. He went to all these places to talk to all these people and get the inspiration to actually make some parts in the movie. And then I was thinking, 
thinking, oh, that's a really cool story and that's really neat. And then uh, less than a week after that, um, I watched the whole two hour video of the road trip that the guys from Through My Lens, I don't know if you've seen their YouTube channel. Um, they're out of California and they do a lot of like road trips. They've done Highway 50 um, and a few other trips as well. They showed like, it was like a two hour video and it was just of the son and his dad. And I was just like, that's so neat. And that'd be something really cool to do with my parents. Cause I know my parents are into some of that stuff too. And so I started thinking, I was like, okay, well obviously COVID's a thing right now. We're not gonna be able to travel it necessarily anytime soon, but I can at least kind of give myself an idea of a rough outline in terms of what I want to do when we're actually able to do it. And then from there, it kind of just took off and it was a 10 months in the making thing. And it, it just ended up working out. Um, explain to me a little bit about the process for you in terms of the prep work and the planning that you had to do when it came to the trip. Um, how much did you, how much time did it really take you to kind of figure out where you were staying, how far you'd be going each day and how long would you say in advance you booked some hotels and stuff? How, explain to me what that process was like. Sure. So I did everything about a, a year in advance because I honestly had a big international first time international trip planned that was taken away due to COVID. We were going to hit some um premier league soccer games that oh. will be certainly different because a big player has just left but yeah uh, that's a bit of a sore subject with the hubs but uh other than that it was certainly we had gotten all of this money refunded that we'd saved up for so long and i had to take a trip and it was certainly because of all of the crappy things that had happened with the loss of family members and then the loss of the job just like a double whammy the year before and then like a two months after i got my current job even though i'm reinstated um this has certainly uh just been one of those back burner trips like do i really think it, i should take that and whenever all of those things happened i and then seeing cars on TV one day, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna take all of this as a sign, give me an, an opportunity to hit a lot of national parks or national monuments that are along the way. Um, world historic sites like Cahokia Mounds in Illinois, super important. And so I love all of that indigenous American culture, um, pre-American really. And um, being that it's so close to the mother road made it so accessible and a lot of variety as opposed to just sticking to small towns and um and incorporated a lot of nature did you um actually before i get into that since you mentioned because you actually mentioned a trip that i kind of want to do in the future I, it's for me not just premier league i want to go see because uh, i'm a huge soccer fan myself i want to go see a game in england spain italy germany and france i want to do the whole five i want to go see a game in all five of those leagues i, I gotta ask do you have a favorite team in the premier league at all by any chance Oh yeah, we're city fans, Manchester City. Okay. So we're missing out on Aguero, but we got to see De Bruyne. In. Well, at least you get to see some championships the last uh, decade. I'm an Arsenal fan, so it's been very rough uh, not being able to see any ships. But yeah, <laughs> um, I want to. Okay, getting back into '66. Um, was there? Did you use any apps to kind of help track you, like on the road or anything like that? Could do you have any assistance on that realm? So I really just used, um, so I used Discord to organize everything because I had to kind of map out 
where we were going to eat, if I wanted to say like eat at some classic places, classic cafes, um, the cost of it because we're not loaded or anything. We don't have a whole a lot of money. It's definitely been scraped and it's gonna be a hard month since I've been off for the last month. I had a week uh, before and after the trip as kind of a buffer time before snapping back into reality. But um, yeah, I definitely used a fur cot, which helps um, kind of deal with the distances. Of course, I used a lot of Google Maps and some of the gas apps like Gas Buddy on our trip. Um, certainly use Route 66 navigation yes. because I wanted to stick to the original route as much as possible. And uh, even though we had a lot of side journeys, like in national parks, national monuments, um, it, and I also had the Route 66 passport, so I had already pre-mapped um, like which places were closest to go to save us the most amount of time because I jam pack my trips and it's a lot of work as well mm-hmm. as the vacation. Um, side note, we went to Hollywood overnight uh, last year, um, or maybe it was like two years ago now, actually. Yeah. Um, and so that included La Brea Tar Pits, the Santa Monica Pier, all of Hollywood. I thought I was going to get a rental car, but at, at the time they had changed their policy and I couldn't pick it up because I didn't have a credit card. So we just bust it and went to Universal Studios, did everything on foot and we nailed it. We didn't miss a thing. Um, hiked up, up to the Hollywood sign. Oh, that's but, awesome. Gosh, yeah, I jam-packed my trips. So um, I didn't only have the Mother Road passport. I had um, the Oklahoma one and the Arizona one. And then, of course, there's the mobile app from the Chicago, Illinois Scenic uh, Route 66 Scenic Byway. Um, Oklahoma, it was hectic. We only stayed there one night. Every other place, we every other state, we at least stayed two nights. New Mexico, we stayed three. Um, and I had to push that one over because there were three really big hotels that I wanted to stay at in New Mexico. And so, um, yeah, <laughs> we ended up getting to our first Texas hotel right cro- across the state line at like 11 p.m. Uh, luckily, that's the perfect time whenever the Conoco you drop in station was lit up in the neon because we stayed in Shamrock. Yep. Um, but yeah, my husband is definitely a trooper for sticking with me because I wanted to get that magnet from Oklahoma and the coin. Um, but our fridge is super colorful now. That Yeah, that, that's got to be a long day if you're going, because I, I know you stayed at Desert Hills in Tulsa. So that's got to be a long day going from Tulsa to Shamrock because we, um, we did... Let's see, we did Shamrock to Edmond and then we did Edmond to Tulsa. And there's so much if you go through like Elk City and and we're, we'll get into all, all this, but in my opinion, the best museum on the whole trip is in Clinton, the Route 66 Museum in Oklahoma there. I love that museum. We probably spent at least two hours in that museum. And, and it's annoying because like, I, you know, you have time on your mind. Oh, I want to get these things done too. And it's like four o'clock and we're like, oh my God, we got to get going because you don't have so yeah. much time. Um, and yeah. you, know, you notice that sometimes while you're on the trip too. Um, the only thing uh, for me I'd say was a little bit different is um, we I use the navigation app too. Um, we're not 
you know, super big fans of big cities. So like when we got to Oklahoma city, for example, there's like five or six different routes you could take of 66 there. And yeah. we, we basically, what we did is we got into the city, we saw the milk bottle grocery sign and we got out of the city. <laughs> that was pretty That's, awesome. That's the one thing I didn't get to do in Oklahoma city oh. because I was doing the passport. And so we had to hit and a lot of things were closed. Luckily that they allow if you visit, you get to take a picture of it with it in the background and you in the forefront and you get, you get credit because you get, so I saw the outsiders house museum and a whole bunch of other things that were closed, but Oklahoma city, I wanted to go to the Oklahoma city national memorial and kind of check out what that was like because I was a little kid whenever all of that happened and I had already been to um, Black Wall Street in Tulsa yeah. and just kind of like also doing a lot of reflecting along this journey, especially because I wanted to follow the the road that had been traveled by many people in the previous you know decades. Right. Um yeah, I was gonna say I didn't get to see. I I really wanted to see Black Wall Street really bad, and we we didn't end up getting to see it. And that's something I definitely want to do again in the future. That's another thing in Tulsa we didn't get to go see. And um, another thing I wanted to see in Oklahoma City that we didn't get to see was like the National Cowboy Museum there. I thought that would have been really cool, or the Western Heritage Museum. That yeah. thing really cool. We didn't get to see that either. But we got to see a lot of stuff. But there's definitely, I mean, there's so much stuff. If you actually really want to see every little thing on the route you probably have to spend at least three weeks. I mean, really, you probably have to I spend- I would say a month, really, yeah. just because of the little things. I mean, there are little concrete billboards out in the desert that are from the 30s or 40s that are completely washed away, but they're really cool, just old reminders of what once was. And right. just how it is a bygone era, and that's super cool. You transported to a different world in The Simpsons. <laughs> um you you mentioned that uh the boots court was your favorite stop for you for me um it's and it's ironic it wasn't actually a, a, a place to stop it was the burma shave signs between seligman and kingman i love those i just thought they're so unique and, and i knew what kind of what to expect a little bit going yeah. into like seeing them but like once you i saw one of them i'm like what the heck is this? And then, you know, we're traveling the whole stretch and that entire stretch, there's like, you have no internet service. So there, you, there's no point in getting on your phone for anything unless you're recording something. So it literally, it, you know, there's no reason to navigate anything that the whole road you're on is 66. You don't have to worry about, you know, going the wrong way. And so the whole time I'm like video recording all these burn shave signs and it's so unique. I just thought it was really cool. And, you know, I, I we traveled it from, you know, west to east. I want to travel east to west sometime because I know that there's different signs going the other way too so yeah. i just found it really unique and really cool absolutely i mean they're very things were just done differently that's it's very similar to what wall drug does in south dakota they have this you know come to wall drug little signs that were just about free ice water back in the day <laughs> and so we were on our trip to the like the Badlands, and we were like, what is this? I've never heard of this in all of my research, and I'm thorough. And I had not been as thorough in my roadside attractions, apparently. So <laughs> we stopped there and got my first, like, jackrabbit. And I'm like, what is this? I have to take a picture on it. And then seeing on Route 66 that there's all these other ones, I'm like, now I have to click getting on them. <laughs> and yeah. <that's> <laughs> and um, so... Henry's Rabbit Ranch was a 
when they were away for lunch at the time, but that one was shut down anyway due to COVID. Um, luckily, we'll be back for like a Springfield tour. There was the Lincoln Heritage site that I wanted to kind of take a look at because I love old towns that are preserved or just old things, inclu including archaeological sites. When, when, when you say the Lincoln Heritage site, are you, you're not talking about his tomb or his house. Wh which one, I'm trying to think which one that was, the heritage site for... Lincoln. It's his house. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I got a photo of it at least and yeah. kind of leaned my head past in the gate, but I wasn't yeah. going to be, you know, trespassing anywhere. But it was still cool to see. And yeah. it was, it's still like an open air museum. I mean, yeah. Route 66 itself is a huge open air museum, but that was just really cool to walk around and see how the old houses used to be. Yeah, and how they preserve it too, which was really cool. And right after that, we didn't get to go to the library, but we actually went to go see Lincoln's tomb. And um, the day we went, um, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, was actually the anniversary date of his death, which was really interesting when we went in May. Um, so the, we got a lot of history when we went in there and it was raining that day too, which was really interesting. Um, it, it really made for a more like somber feeling kind of. And we walked through and it, it's it's breathtaking. It was really uh really something to behold um and and that was honestly one of my favorite stops too even though it was like a somber feeling it was like you know it was it felt like you're it's such a large magnitude what you're actually getting to see um you mentioned that you use the passport i use the passport a lot too but um a month after our trip was over the new updated 2021 passport came out so i don't know did you get to use that one or the old one the old one there yeah. are people <laughs> on the they're like what oh, like the ones who were stamping it and they're like, oh, the new one has like a big photo of us there. And I'm like, yeah, whenever I got to the San Bernardino Wigwam, I got to kind of take a look through them and it's a lot more robust. But, yeah. you know, that's all right, because I live in Colorado. I have six hours from like Albuquerque and mm. we are going back to Arizona and we go to California often. And of course, is family lives around Joplin and it's really easy to access Kansas and Oklahoma from there and mm -hmm. Illinois we're just going to hit again next month for that festival so um yeah we uh we 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 learned about the Oklahoma and like other state passports when we were going on the trip too so we didn't even pick those up so that's something we'll have to get next time too to actually spend more time in Arizona Oklahoma and the other states cuz there's so much in there too like we went to uh this little place in commerce called the Dairy King and yes. um yeah, and, and we go inside and they stamp our book and they're like, you don't have the Oklahoma one? I'm like, wait, what do you mean? And, and she starts showing us like all the different things. And I'm like, oh my God, there's like 20, 25 different things in here. You can actually get stamped just in Oklahoma alone. So that, that, was, that was a really cool stretch too. I have to say if there was a favorite part of the road to drive on, um, it was pr probably, um, I don't know if you got to dr drive this or not, if you saw it, but um, there's an old stretch uh, coming out of Miami um, to Afton. It's like nine feet wide and we got to drive that. And the it ribbon was, road. Yeah, and it was, boy, it was it was definitely rough, but it was good. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. It was That's really awesome. cool. Yeah, it was so cool we stopped what, by it. <laughs> yeah. There's like a, a a plaque kind of commemorating yeah. it, but we were going to a different place, a different side trip that kind of took us around it. So it had to be skipped for them. But again, we'll probably hit it whenever we go with Wayland's uh, Cuckoo Burger yeah. was closed mm -hmm. because they were on holiday vacation for the fourth. We just happened to go on the busy holiday weekend that everything is fully open. 
Um, I miss the gateway art in Merrimack Caverns for those reasons. Everything was super busy. And so we are going to go back uh, through through in pieces. I at least wanted to get this one trip done in one fell swoop since it'll be a while since I could save up or uh, get the time off again. Right. Uh, I got to go to the Grand Canyon Caverns in Arizona, but then I, I, I learned at that time, uh, my, my dad didn't even know it. He's um, like, he can't do like small spaces or enclosed spaces. So he got really claustrophobic and went back up. So me and my mom took the tour. So that kind of, I think, steered me away from doing the uh, fantastic caverns or the Merrimack caverns in uh, uh, Missouri. Um, but it was still really cool to go, you know, see what the caverns were like in Arizona. Um, a really cool thing about that, with the, one of my favorite things I learned on the trip was that that actually used to be a, a bunker back in um, like when the Cuba Missile Crisis or whatever was going on yeah. at that time. And it was really interesting to see all of those like you know old water boxes and all the stuff from like 19 early 1960s uh still there and you know well preserved and uh and that's the best part is just seeing stuff well preserved for you know so many decades on end it, it's it's a really cool thing um i wanted to get into the next thing i wanted to ask you and it, it's 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 pretty simple it, if you had to pick a, your top five places you ate at and then your top five places you stayed kind of what would you kind of how would you rank that kind of yeah. Gosh. So let's see. Clayton's Cafe and the Rock Cafe were delicious. Um, I had some chicken. My first uh, chicken fried steak was from Clayton's. And then the second was the Rock Cafe in Oklahoma. They're both, or at least the Rock Cafe is an Oklahoma passport stop and an inspiration location for cars. Mm -hmm. um, so that was cool to see the vibe there. Um, but I would have to say those are definitely in the top five. Um, the Big Texan Steak Ranch, uh, their steak wasn't that great, but the, <laughs> the potato was really good. They did the, um, the baked potato. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's so funny you say that because we got into Texas and we went to Vega, like this uh, Milbourne Culture Price Museum. And the first guy there, and then we go to like Amarillo before we, because we originally were planning to eat at the old tech or the, the big Texan. And literally every Texan we ran to is like, don't go there. It's not good. And so we were like, okay, well, we were thinking of doing it. And next time we probably will just for, you know, the tourist stop of that it is. Yeah. Um, but we actually ate at a restaurant in a shamrock and um, I don't eat red meat. Um, I, my dad is big into like steak and stuff. So he loved it there. Um, but we took, uh, we figure, all right, well, if you're, if a Texan saying not to eat steak, we're, we're going to listen to a Texan on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we were staying there at the Big Tech. Oh, gotcha. So I thought it was a convenient, and we were so tired from Oklahoma. And luckily in Texas, there wasn't a lot to hit. Mm -hmm. um, we had a, a crazy day that day anyway. But um, yeah, we were just exhausted, and eh, the restaurant's right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you could go ahead and continue. I'm sorry I interrupted you. What were some other of your favorite places you ate and uh, stayed at? Yeah, um, so I would say that those are my, um, those are definitely the only two notable ones um, because we had to do a lot of, lot of saving on food. Mm -hmm. So we did a lot of, we brought uh, jerky on the trip to sustain and a lot of granola and just all, food snacks for the road. Mm -hmm. Then of course we did some cheap, uh, if we didn't like have anything immediately, we might've stopped at Sonic, but 
um, a lot of the places were closed, like uh, for Independence Day that I wanted to actually eat at. And uh, uh, luckily, when we go back to see his family, we'll we'll take everybody and we'll go to the the burger joint that I wanted to go in in Miami, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, but the places that I stayed were definitely the most important because they were relatively all iconic. Chicago, I didn't really say uh, an iconic one because I wanted to stay on the Magnificent Mile and see the be in walking distance of the the River Walk. Oh, nice. um, so I stayed at Swiss Hotel there. That was okay. It was a, definitely a very nice view. Um, but my favorites were certainly the Blue Swallow because that is so well preserved and it's got a beautiful neon sign. It had the era music playing. Mm-hmm. So you heard Sam Cooke, A Change Gone Calm, like playing in the back there. Um, and Rob and Don, who now currently own the Blue Swallow, are so friendly. They made so it friendly. feel. Yeah. The hospitality like is awesome there. Great hospitality. And yeah. On the website, it says you meet your neighbors from across the world here. So we we certainly met a lot of people who were, you know, just doing a, there some other Arizona or New Mexico to Arizona road rally or something like that. But they were going the opposite direction, too. Um, and just not the whole way. So everyone yeah. was really surprised that we were doing the whole trip. Um, but we stayed in the El Rancho and Gallup. We got to stay in the Doris Day room because nice. Lucille Ball, yeah, the Lucille Ball room, I love her, um, was getting renovated, worked on. It was a double queen room, but I will be back to sleep there once it's done. Um, and of course the wagon wheel in Cuba, Missouri was our first real route 66 hotel because we stayed at a La Quinta in Springfield with paper thin walls. And yeah, it was just a great night's sleep, a great bed. Um, I loved the old aesthetics from the doorknobs to the old floorboards. Um, and then of course the boots court because I stayed in Clark Gable's room. It was such an interesting looking place. And each time, because my husband was kind of skeptical and doesn't do any research before these trips. (laughs) um, He was skeptical in a lot of places whenever we first like drove by because we'd hit some things before actually checking in. Yeah. But then pulling up, he like, oh, this has a garage. Oh, that has a whatever. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is pretty cool. Just a, a different kind of aesthetic as far as how the hitting the road used to be and everything's so cookie cutter now right. i thought it was cute <laughs> vintage <laughs> so yeah you know, it's, it, the, the thing that sucks about carthage so we um we had originally planned to stay actually at boots court and so we get into carthage because we were thinking of going to the 66 drive-in because Drive-in theaters are like a thing there. You can't find them anywhere anymore, but there's like a billion on route 66. So we were going to go to the 66 drive-in. So we get into Carthage probably around four 30 or five o'clock and, and we drive by the 66 drive-in. And I mean, I kid you not, it was, it was a Friday. I think not a Saturday. I think it was a Friday. It was packed. I mean, the line was almost out to 66. It was literally that long. And this was before like the doors had even opened. So we're thinking, Oh man, it's gonna be packed later. So we get into Carthage. Um, and we, so, so I go into the office to go into the boots court and I call 
and nobody picks up. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, I wonder, that's a little bit weird. So I tried to call like two or three other times and just nobody was picking up. So we decided we were going to go over to Brahms, grab a shake, and we did, which was right down the street. And then I tried to call again, still, uh, still no answer. So we, it, it sucks because I wanted to stay there, but it, it was like, how are we going to check in? So we ended up, uh, and since there was no, you know, uh, cancellation fee or anything, we said, well, it sucks. I don't want to inconvenience them, but you know, we're going to go on to Springfield. So that's what we did. We, we just traveled on to Springfield and we stayed at like a Fairfield or something like that, but I would have loved to stay there. But um, yeah, in terms of Chicago, I'll, I'll kind of take it um, backwards my way. So it kind of matches uh, yours um, in Chicago. Uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, we're not a big fan of driving in big cities. That's the tough thing. And, and, and so we, our main thing in Chicago, since we're huge baseball fans, we had to go see Wrigley. So we went to Wrigley. Um, we, we drove by it. Um, we didn't get to stay, step out at all because there was a game against the Dodgers that night, which I wanted to go to, but it is what it is. Um, and so we uh, drove by that. And then I'm trying to think what else did we do in Chicago? We went by the Bean, but the Bean was not um, – currently like they had like some tape around it maybe because like covid restrictions or something like that so we went through the bean um but one place which is actually on my it's probably the second or third favorite place uh we ate at on the trip which was right outside of chicago was del ria's chicken basket like oh my god it was so good, so good. i was yeah. gonna get to that because that is definitely the one thing that my husband anthony was like this is we we went back twice. We went back the next day. We went to Indiana Dunes um, to see the 1933 uh, World's Fair homes because it fit in the the theme of my era trip. And the um, yeah, we we hit Del Reyes first because I wanted to make sure I went there. Um, we are going to be able to go back to White Fence Farm on this ne next month for. Uh, that festival during my birthday, but gosh, Delray's Chicken Basket, they do some great work. It, they it's, work, so funny because, it's so funny because there's like all these culture wars online of, oh, what's the best chicken sandwich, Popeyes, KFC or whatever. I hear all my friends talking about that and then I, and then I hear them just talking like, and I just laugh because like none of those come even 10 times as close to Del Rio's. I mean, it's, it, it's not even a conversation. There's no debate at all. It was, it was so good. So that was one of my favorite places um, to eat at. And then, um, Rock Cafe was really cool too. Um, I know I was gonna. I don't know if you know. Does does Dawn still work there? Is is it her kids now or? I, I don't because I I don't know if she still works there or not because we didn't see her on the day we were there and I don't know. I just didn't think much of it. I, I don't. I wonder if Dawn still works there or not. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, they were so busy when I because we didn't actually yeah. eat in the Rock Cafe. We ate in the car from a to go. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, in all of the places, just because even Del, Del Rio's chicken basket was relatively busy. Plus, we were kind of hitting the road anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the Rock Cafe and Clanton's were both so jam packed busy. And the Big Texan was even super busy. Like it was scary packed, especially with everything yeah. kind of recurring and masking kind of being an issue there. Um, you won't find one in Texas. <laughs> That's one thing we realized. You will not. We we had ours the whole trip, but you will not find one in Texas at all. <laughs> you won't. Yeah, it's a beautiful state, mismanaged but beautiful. Yeah. Like completely um, agree. <laughs> for certain, it's it's definitely cool to see the the second largest canyon there in Texas, Paladero Canyon. 
Um, we got to drive around there for quite a bit. Um, and then of course, Cadillac Ranch, but gosh, Chicago had, had a lot to see too. So they had the looking for Lincoln kind of passport program thing. Yeah. So I tried to incorporate some of those stops, but it was just too much. And we, we already had a lot planned, but I would say with Oklahoma's being 66 stops total in the passport and we did Oklahoma and like just stayed there in one night. So did that in two days, partially covering Kansas and Missouri in the first stretch. And then at the end there, Shamrock, Texas, um, that we are definitely going to have to go back and stay at the Campbell motel, another classic one, really beautiful. We were very fortunate because when we went on the trip, um, I had just been fully vaccinated for two weeks. My dad had just got a second shot and my mom had one shot. So we were almost all there. And so we were very fortunate that the time we went was pretty accurate. And um, and we, uh, my mom was fighting to get her shot before we went and we, she at least got one shot. So that was good. Um, so we were very happy that we were at least, you know, pr protected because we knew we'd be going through states where we'd run into those issues. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, in terms of Rock Cafe, we were, we went on a Friday and uh, that as, as I'm a huge seafood person, so they had catfish, and oh my god, it was amazing to die. I was to die for catfish there, oh and then. Uh, but I think honestly, if I had to pick a favorite place on the whole route that we ate at, um, it was actually uh, I think it's what, what was it called? It was Missouri Hick Barbecue, right next to the um, right next to where the wagon wheel was. I. It was so good. It was like a, we had like pulled chicken and my dad had brisket and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, and plus like surprisingly from where they're at Missouri, they were taking COVID seriously. It wasn't like super busy in there and yeah. it was, it was so good. It was amazing. You gotta so admire was, the small towns that are the anomalies in these larger pools. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, though that'd probably be my favorite place. The places I've ate in terms of favorite places to stay, um, Blue Swallows up there for sure. That this the hospitality made it really cool. Oh, um, I I, I liked I like staying at the Monte Vista just because of of kind of the, the aura and the vibe that it gave off. Plus, it was it, it literally was made on the year that sixty six actually began. I think nineteen twenty six. Um, so that was really cool as well. Um, the the wigwam was cool. It's just that the one you stayed at looks a lot cooler than the one I stayed at because in the one in Holbrook, there's not as much around it. It's more secluded. In San Bernardino, it's not in the best area. So that's the problem is like the area there isn't quite as good and it's way more packed over there. Um, and I, I definitely would want to say in the one in Holbrook, when I was driving by the one in Holbrook, it, though it didn't look like uh, it didn't look like it was operating to us. So I didn't even know you could actually stay there, but that's cool. You actually can. So fair play. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> So yeah, those are probably some of my favorite places to stay. We did stay at a few chains um, when we had to, because um, just because it worked better. But one place I definitely want to go back to that I know you got to see. Actually, there's two. Was um, the Elvado in uh, Albuquerque, yes. and I want to. I really want to go to um, Desert Hills in Tulsa. Those are two places I definitely want to go check out for sure. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you is because you actually uh, went on an alignment I didn't go on. You went on the 
1926 to 37 alignment through New Mexico up to Santa Fe. I didn't actually do that. We just skipped that and kind of went through to Santa Rosa. Explain to me like kind of what were some really cool things you saw on that alignment going up to Santa Fe and then curving back down to Albuquerque. Sure. So like uh, all around uh, Santa Fe, you've got the the oldest house, quote unquote, um, that is just made of adobe. You've got that old mission church, the Santa Fe Mission Church there. Um, but really, it was the national parks um, kind of around um, there, New Mexico, like uh, just in general, that upper New Mexico park. So we went to Petroglyph National Monument. Um, gosh, all of those different uh, indigenous culture ones from the old Southwest. Um, we saw all kinds of sand paintings from like the Navajo, the, even the Mojave Museum was cool, but that was in Arizona. Um, but yeah, it was, gosh, we went to so many national parks in New Mexico because that was three days. Um, Petroglyph was definitely surprising um, because I did the Rinconda Canyon um, loop, which was kind of like a shorter trailhead. And I have difficulty because I shouldn't be as active as I am. And because I've got a light stage issue of COPD, it's definitely inherited. It's a lung issue. So I'm out there in the desert heat with my just my like sun hat kind of trying to because Anthony's in the car because um, he's feeling sick or if we're in a museum, if it was a museum, we'd have to either like take turns just because of the cost was kind of getting out of hand yeah. um, with my, my magnet collection and everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely Petroglyph National Monument um, that really struck me because it was all of those different carvings you saw like old um, like quadrupeds grazing in a field you're not exactly sure what kind of four-legged animal it was but um it looks like one of those uh, like a gazelle or one of those um oh gosh one of those plains animals but anywho there was so much that you can decipher and a lot that was like just what is that and looking more into it it was about um you know definitely most about the sacred connection with the site and mostly only it was understood by the person who wrote it. Would you say that that was uh, out of like national parks or museums that you went to, uh, to on the trip? Would you say that was your favorite one? I know you also went to paint a desert in New Mexico. Uh, do you have a favorite either national park or museum that you went to? So I would have to say that Painted Desert or, you know, Petrified Forest National Park, which- That's, uh, that's what I meant, thank you, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Painted Desert is a part of it. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, that was definitely two parks in one, basically. Um, I got to walk around in like the Blue Mesa area, again, kind of hustling, like power walking through the desert. I didn't bring any snacks or water. That was a bad idea, but <laughs> I, I got it. <laughs> as soon as we got to the visitor center, I got a whole thing of water and just chugged it, but definitely don't do as I do in, in the desert. <laughs> um, yeah. We, 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 uh, Flagstaff, gosh. 
Oh, and we'll get we'll definitely get into that here too. Um, one one thing is we wanted to go to uh, Petrified Forest, but we had gotten there like five thirty in the day, and I feel like that's something you have to spend like a half a day on if you really want to truly appreciate it. Yeah. So we didn't ha get to do that because we were going from Flagstaff to Gallup that day, and just didn't work out. Um, but did you get to go to the uh, part where it shows kind of like all? I, I want to say there's like a lot all these light posts that are the kind of track where the sixty six route used to be. Did you kind of get to see those i know that they're yeah you got to, oh, that's awesome cool yeah so like right as you are leaving the painted desert portion and crossing the highway into like the petrified forest section of the park they have like a little route 66 kind of uh member uh, like a little monument that has like an old car and um just a little placard of information and you see the light posts um but yeah there's no access from the highway back uh, yeah. from that little center area. So it's definitely well protected. You see some of the old stretch there just in the desert, just along like the newer portions of 66, you look to the side of the road and, oh, that's an old overgrown sidewalk. No, that's original, original 66. And it's really cool to stop by some of them. Yeah, the, no, it, all of it's cool and it's really awesome. So um, anyways, I want to go ahead and kind of switch gears here for a moment. And the uh, well, next thing I want to kind of get to is, I wanna, oh, shoot, what's that? Oh, it's time for the fireball, everybody. All right. So for anybody who watches this podcast knows that this is the segment on the show where I quiz my guests based on the knowledge of whatever it is. We, it may be the subject matter of the show. So today um, I have got eight questions here. If you get five of them right in 90 seconds, you get to join the Fireball Hall of Fame along with every other guest except for one. That's right, Joseph, if you're watching this, you're still the only one who's taking an L, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm calling you out for that. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Let me pull up my timer here. Okay. Here we go in three, two, one. Go. Which 1939 book involves farmers traveling west on the Mother Road to escape the Dust Bowl? Grapes of Wrath. Perfect. Who is the inspiration for the character Fillmore in Cars? Crazy Legs. Gosh, I can't remember his real name, but everyone <laughs> called him Crazy Legs. I'll, I'll give you that. Bob Waldmeyer. Yes. Bob um, Waldmeyer. Yep. Uh, what is the longest operating restaurant on Route 66? Oh, gosh. Oldest operating restaurant. I'm gonna have to pass on that one. Ariston Cafe in 1924 oh, in Illinois. Oh, that's right. Because I didn't get to go there. They're only open on the weekends. Yep, unfortunately. Used as an advertising component, its creative signs are located on the route on the drive from Seligman to Kingman. Shave. Correct. Um, originally built in 1952, this California restaurant visited by Elvis Presley burned down in a fire in 2016. Oh gosh, I knew that one that we talked about it at the um the you drop in. Uh god, I don't remember that one either. The what summit in. The summit in, gotcha. <laughs> Which 13 miles was there too. Yep, that's correct. Which 13 mile stretch of road predating Route 66 is only nine feet wide? Oh uh, the sidewalk sidewalk highway. Correct. The All right. Road. Correct. How many interstates have replaced or bypassed Route 66 during its time? Oh, was it like 11? Five. Oh, <laughs> All right, last question. Let's see if you get it. They say everything is bigger in Texas. Which town on 66 features the fifth tallest cross in America? Uh, Vega. 
No, it's Groom. Oh, so oh gosh, <laughs> that's right. I was. It was right after the um, the gosh. Yeah, it was right outside the of the water uh, tower. Yeah, yep. So close. All right, that's all right. Hey, you got good job, good effort in. It Go was a guy. It was certainly like. <laughs> Ah, uh, this is not worth stopping for me. Let's just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, that's the thing. I, I, I I'm not religious, like a, a religious person. Um, my, my mom used to be, and so she was kind of taken aback by it. Um, I have a couple of friends who I know who are like really religious. One that I work with, and one who's like a girlfriend of my best friend. So I decide, all right. I'm going to snap some photos because it's a really cool site. And then I like FaceTime both of them. I'm like, hey, guess where I'm at? And they were like awestruck by it. So I'm like, you can kind of take the trip with me in that sense, even though this is not something for me. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, there was definitely cool. some stops that weren't exactly for me on this trip. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely, uh, my family is certainly in that way as well. But they're not as, um, not as up to date or modern as, as we would like them to be. Yeah. Um, especially living from Alabama. Yeah. But other than that, I, I would say that um, like getting through Texas was a big goal for us because <laughs> we didn't have the best experience. Oh, we um, stopped at this. We stopped at this one guy's uh, art shop. His name was Lyle to get a, a stamp, and like, don't get me wrong, his work was cool and it's great. We love art, but like. First off, like this guy is smoking a cigar and the whole place smells like cigars. He's got two of these dogs are going right up to you when you try to get in the doors. And he doesn't give it. He does. He literally is trying to say, oh, you don't need to wear a mask here. We're, you're not in California. It's like, all right, we just want to see some art and get a stamp, bro, and get out. So calm down. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. There's definitely some stops where you're going to run into crap like that. But I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it's like everything in life. At least most of the people you're going to meet are going to be cool and want to talk to you oh, yeah. about a lot of stuff. So, but yeah, I'm right there with you hundred um, percent. So I wanted to get into the weather aspect for you on 66. So you went um, in the summer. So I'm sure a lot of more uh, places were a little bit more warmer. Um, I, when I went through the Mojave desert, it was only like 85 to 88. Um, I know when you went through, it was like 112. And I'm so sorry about that. Cause I know what that's like here in California and it's horrible, right. especially coming from Denver. That's probably gotta be horrible. Um, but I wanted to ask you, cause um, I know you obviously had to go through some flooding and flag staff. So first off, go ahead and talk about what the weather was like in general on the route for you. And then kind of talk about what the experience was like driving through Flagstaff when that craziness was going on. Sure. So we didn't really encounter any bad weather all the whole trip until after Texas. <laughs> so like mm -hmm. it was certainly um, sunshine and perfect weather to fly the drone. We had our drone to be able to see perspectives or distances that we really didn't have the stamina to see in a given day. Um, but the biggest thing was while I was in the painted desert, petrified forest, really whenever I crossed into the big petrified forest area, I noticed in the distance there had been this storm cloud. And by the time I had gotten all the way south, closest to Hol Holbrook, where I was staying at the wigwam, mm -hmm. um, that I didn't even get to go to the, the house that's there, that's built of the petrified wood there, um, because it started to lightning. And so we we got got out of there. I was done, luckily, got my magnets and went to check in. Um, and then the next day it was all right, did a few stops. And then 
um, we got to stand on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Mm -hmm. And then um, we, we went to Flagstaff to get my passport stamped. Um, and we had gotten flash flood warnings all day and we stopped at a Sonic because during that time, again, I didn't eat anything during the morning of my desert adventure. Very poor idea, decision-making. Um, but we stopped at a Sonic and it just started pouring and their system went out as soon as we went to pay for it with the card. And the, my husband was like, this is getting real bad. And as soon as we got into the town, you don't see any like drainage area because you're in the desert. Right. They're not, it's not supposed to monsoon. Yeah. And so climate change followed us all throughout Arizona. As soon as we entered Arizona and as soon as we left it, because it was in there till Seligman. And um, I will say I will, I was fortunate to get those wigwam pictures because they do look like they don't operate all the time. I guess you have to, they have to have someone on the books for that day because hmm. right after I took some of my motel sign photos, they had like, she left for the night and everything was turned off. So I got this close to not getting any of my wigwam neon. And um, as soon as we left Arizona, crossing over to get to Barso, it became the Mojave Desert and super hot, no rain in sight. Um, like a little backtrack, I also went on the crater rim tour at Behringer Crater, at Behringer Crater, at the Meteor Crater. Yeah. Um, and as soon as we got up there, five minutes later, lightning struck within six miles. So we all had to leave. And of course, won't be able to make it back uh, in time to actually take the tour. But, you know, maybe one day we'll be able to go back since they do do important work there um, with the near Earth objects. But going back to our desert adventure, seeing Amboy Crater, we went to Roy's Cafe, got my magnet from there mm -hmm. and um, sent the drone out, which I've not gotten this far in posting yet. Um, and either on Instagram or on my uh, actual blog, Brittany Experiences Bliss, uh, on my WordPress, um, is the Amboy Crater, which you see just all of this lava, for all of these lava formations and Amboy mm -hmm. Crater looming in the background. Yeah. Being that it was such a hot day and all of the signs looked like it, like they had already caught fire, we had to make sure that we were slatted in sunscreen and not stay out exposed too long because I feel like um, that it was getting kind of dangerous. You guys come across any rattlers at all? <laughs> no, <laughs> not Thank at God. all. Um, we got saw plenty of signs, but we see them out here too in Colorado, but never actually encountered a snake except for a neighborhood walking trail. Mm, okay, yeah, gotcha. not in the national parks. One thing I meant to ask you earlier, because I know you said you got to go to the Conoco and Shamrock. Um, I know that I I want to say by now I think that they are have reconverted that into the actual cafe, or it's gonna be next year. I'm not 100 sure. I know they said they yeah, were gonna try to do it they soon. they're working on it. It wasn't the cafe yet. Whenever I visited, I did wait, and before we split Shamrock, I did visit the visitor center 
and uh, went into the cafe, got some photos. They still have the mannequins up of where Elvis dined and um, all of that. But they are uh, hopefully in the next six months, um, if not next year. I know that's been a work in progress for a, a while. I'm sure it's based on donations like a lot of these places, which re rely on people of the road to kind of patron and get those funds going. Um, so obviously when you've been posting all this on Instagram, it's gone up to Seligman. So what were some places that you stayed, um, from Seligman until the end of the end of the route in Santa Monica? Sure. So in Seligman, I stayed at the Supine Hotel, um, right across from the whole, I mean, it was in the heart of where historic Route 66 was born, uh, the angel of Route 66, because the storm followed us, it, everything was kind of dead in business. So mm -hmm. nobody was there to meet. Um, but as far as once we got to Barstow, we stayed in a converted, um, Route 66, uh, motel, which was there on Route 66, Route 66 mm -hmm. but it's just called the Route 66 Inn now. Um, we stayed at another one that used to be the Sun and Sand, but it's now just the Route 66 motel. So, yeah. or I'm thinking I got those backwards, Route 66 Inn and then the motel in California, Barstow. Mm. Uh, and then... Once we left there, um, and we stayed in Santa Monica, steps away from the Santa Monica Pier at the Shore Hotel. We got a nice <laughs> garden view. I'm oh. shocked at how many places we've stayed the same place. It's amazing, like when I hear that, because we stayed there. That, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> you stayed at the Shore? We stayed at the Shore. Too. Yeah, we we stayed at the Shore. All, all, so we stayed at the Shore. We stayed at Wigwam in San, San Bernardino. We stayed at Supai. <laughs> I kid you not. We stayed there too. Um, and then from there, I, I think I mentioned most of the other places. But that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> Out of all places in Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah, I was eyeing the, the Georgian, but that was way too pricey. Yeah. Um, and then, and then uh, the, the shore is just affordable kind of luxury. And it's got a lot of cool neon at night. And um either way it was really nice oh, the best sleep that we had because there were two separate beds we just got to sprawl out in our own bed um gosh and then the, the shower was really nice after all of that muck and road trip being the last day i wanted to make sure we had some form of relaxation especially since we had some uh issues with the flight changing from early to late and therefore we had to stay in the um airport for like seven hours before our flight but yeah it was it was all worth it did you get because one thing i did not get to do because even though it's, they said it was open till three o'clock it wasn't open did you get to go to the uh, cucamonga service station because i didn't get to go there i'd even tell you about this i literally before that i'd even took the trip last summer i went to go visit my friend down in azusa and we did a part of the trip from pasadena to san bernardino i didn't get to go to see the thing then i didn't get to go see it on the trip i i, I need to go see that service station i don't know when it's open but i need to go i need to go see that <laughs> yeah because i i'm sure that it's hard to i'm I got really unlucky with a lot of things on the trip, but really lucky with a lot of things too. Uh, so as far as that goes, they, as soon as they, I bought a little pin that I'm going to convert to a magnet, it just was cute enough. I'll snip the end off and put a magnet to the back. But um, yeah, they said that they don't, 
I said I would buy something whenever I would come back through. And they were like, good luck. We only work two, two days of the month. And I'm like, yeah. I better get something now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I was fortunate to actually get there. And they, they had written down some places that they had not heard of that they were curious about my trip and wanted to talk about it. Um, and, and just gave them the information. They wrote some stuff down that they apparently didn't know about, which was really cool because I am just in my late twenties and it's cool to be telling people who are closer to that era of where things are. Mm -hmm. a, a recommendation. I don't know if, if you saw it or not, but a recommendation, if you ever go back through a zoo or through California, there is a place called donut man. And I think it's in Glendora mm -hmm. and um, they have about two or three weeks out of the year in the summer. So I got to have it when I went um, in la last summer, uh, they have peach donuts. They are mm -hmm. so good. Um, if the, you, you can't get one of those, you can also get a strawberry donut they have there, which I got this time. Both are extremely good. That place is usually busy, but it is uh, it is amazing. It's like three or four dollars for one of those, um, and it sounds like a lot for a donut, but I, it's to die for. It's so good. Um, so definitely a recommendation if you ever pass back through there. Um, a couple more questions for you before we get things kind of wrapped up and going. Um, what was I, I know you said you went to do something in Indiana, but what would you say was your favorite thing that you did um, off of the route during your Route 66 trip, if there uh, was much? Yeah, I would say probably um, that was actually out of the way would be Cahokia Mounds because that's a little bit of a side trip in Collinsville, Illinois, and it's not exactly on the route. And it was, it's not a very renowned Route 66 thing. It was mm -hmm. just conveniently there um, just because I love uh, archaeology, ancient cultures, ancient civilizations. I mean, I'm doing Route 66 because it's chasing about an, another era mm -hmm. of America since we're all kind of like super modernized and the, the whole capitalist entrenchment. But uh, it was so different back then. It's kind of like stepping into a fallout game almost. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, like hearing the music was very fallout. <laughs> Um, a couple of things I, I, I was very fortunate uh, when I was uh, things we got to do off of the route a little bit. We took a half day or actually more than a half day to go see the Grand Canyon. I, that was probably one of my favorite things. Um, and, and I know that's something you want to do in the future. I know you said you want to take the railroad sometime. We didn't take the railroad. We actually drove up to it. Um, but it, it, that's extremely breathtaking. You like get there and all of a sudden it's just there and it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, that was probably one of my favorite things we did off the route. We actually had a short day that day. We just went from Seligman to Flagstaff because of that. Um, but one of my other favorite things that we, uh, got to do, um, we, took a little bit of a detour when we got into Arizona and we went over to Lake Havasu because we wanted to go see London bridge. So we actually <laughs> saw London bridge too, which was That's really cool. cool. Yeah. So uh, now, unfortunately, that that next day was a Saturday and they had a huge racing thing going on that weekend. So it was just packed overnight. So we just stayed at like a super eight. Um, and it was just packed when we were trying to look at the bridge in the morning. And then fun fact, when we're going through Arizona on that day, it's biker day. So we get into Oatman and I, and I kid you not, we, we get into Oatman because we wanted to stop there and look at a couple things. The, the, the street is lined with, I, I, and I kid you not, probably 400 motorcycles. I, there's just an insane amount of motorcycles. We get greeted into the town by like a Daisy Duke <laughs> and like, there's just so many people and we're like, 
there's nowhere to stop. We have to go through. So that's another thing going forward. I'm going to have to find, you know, a, t a time to stop in Oatman because we just drove through it because it was so packed. And yeah, it was biker week all week. And we had to encounter that. There were some bikers that stayed at uh, Supai that were making some noise, which was annoying. But, it, you know, it is what it is. You're going to run into certain things. But I'd say for me, favorite thing off the route was definitely Grand Canyon. And uh, we went to the South Rim. And we wanted to go see the Desert View Watchtower. It was not open yeah. because of COVID, unfortunately. Uh, but we still got to see a great view of the Grand Canyon. It's, it's, it's breathtaking. It's definitely something I'd recommend anyone to do. I think on the north end is where they have, like, that glass path walk out where you can actually, like, look below you. I can't do that. I don't think so. But it's definitely really cool. That's one of my favorite things for sure. But yeah, I, I didn't get to go see a ton of um, the petroglyphs and stuff. That's something I definitely want to check out. And actually, um, when I I want to take a Highway 50 road trip through uh, California and Nevada um, on like the loneliest road in America, I think it's uh, coined. And they have some different like petroglyph places on there. I definitely want to check out too. So yeah, I think that's really cool. I, I didn't even know that there was a lot of petroglyph places on 66. Yeah, every time I do a, a trip, I search what my interests are in that geographical area. And I have a lot of interests as far as history goes, all the different eras that you can imagine. Uh, I mean, we're talking all the way to dinosaurs. So, I mean, there's a lot of that everywhere out here in the West. Um, but yeah, that's uh, definitely a sore point with a, a husband, again, with the Grand Canyon, like, he kept making jokes about, oh, made a uh, wrong turn at Albuquerque, like a Bugs Bunny reference. And yeah. um, like I was like, we're going to make that a full weekend thing. It's going to be its own thing. I know. I know. I should have known that I was going to hear it because that's one thing that he's kind of hyped about seeing. Yeah. The Grand Canyon. Well, it and sounds we like it sounds like if you had tried to go though on the day that you that you would have gone, it probably wouldn't it have necessarily bad. worked out anyways. Yeah, exactly. It probably wouldn't have worked out anyway because of of the flooding that was near Flagstaff and trying to get back into town might have been a little bit rough. Um, so a couple uh, other questions for you before we get going. So the the road has definitely uh, and we talked about it regained popularity, especially in the last ten years with roadside attraction signs, renovations, museums, and now it actually has a bicycle route system that's being expanded. Um, do you think sixty six is back on track to back is on track to get back to its glory days and do you think that it's a good thing that it's become one of the uh, most touristic road trips to make i think that it in some places it is um especially those who are a part of the associations like the historic route 66 the all-american road national scenic byway the whole thing isn't a part of it there are stretches in, because Kansas is so small, they have their own state scenic byway, so they're counted for. Illinois is, is covered, Missouri and Texas don't have coverage. So it's really a matter of who's willing to preserve their roadside attractions and the historic Route 66, because it is becoming more uh, relevant again with everything in our history that we keep repeating itself, whether it be good or bad. Uh, trends repeat itself. We're seeing a, a resurgence of old Hollywood becoming more of a thing and their ties with Route 66. So big thing. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that we definitely made sure to do, cause I know you mentioned Hollywood. We actually, we went off of Santa Monica Boulevard and we actually said, you know, even though there's going to be some cool things to see on 66 down on Santa Monica Boulevard, 
let's go two blocks up to Hollywood Boulevard. So we decided we'd go up there. So my mom is a huge Van Halen fan. So um, we, we uh, <laughs> I feel like we're gonna have a lot of stuff in common. That's great. Um, we, um, we went to- <laughs> I know. Well, and so I'll, I'll get to that too. We actually went to his childhood home in uh, Pasadena too. And so my mom was standing out there. I got a photo of that. But uh, we went to the uh, guitar center in Hollywood that has the mural of him on the back. And so my mom yes, got a photo. I saw um, Wolf Van Halen post that on his Instagram. Yep. And I'm like, that's solid. Yeah. Oh, I yes. can't wait to see that was really cool. So yeah, we went down Hollywood Boulevard. Um, we didn't get out to the Walk of Fame. We, we took a couple photos of like the Chinese theaters we drove by. We saw Capitol Records. Um, but we were like, there's going to be a lot more to see on here than there probably would on Santa Monica. No offense to this two mile stretch of 66. But we're going to take this instead. Um, I wanted to ask you because one part of 66 um, that some people bypass, we bypassed it is like from Glen Rio, that dirt road stretch like past Glen Rio and Texas up to like uh, San Juan. Did you guys take the freeway or did you guys brave it and take that dirt road? We took the free that we wanted to get out of Texas after yeah. <laughs> uh, we did see, we did see a Canyon, uh, Palo Duro Canyon, a uh, second largest in the United States, um, but had a pretty sour experience there after spending the whole day there. Mm -hmm. And so once we had to stay at the big Texan in Amarillo and then that was the last Texas stop. So we just like, let's get out of here. There wasn't a whole lot out of there anyway. You guys so. didn't stop at midpoint? Oh yeah, yeah, we did. Um, oh, okay, we, gotcha, okay. we stopped there right as they had closed. So we got to stop there and take a picture of the sign, but not eat there. So gotcha. luckily we'll be back to Amarillo just for like a pass through to Dallas um, to see the old town and everything uh, eventually. So. Um, what are some things you think that could make the route even better to travel in the future? Um, cities and places not tearing things down um, because there's been a lot of bridges that have been on the chopping block and a lot of, lot of preservationists are trying to make sure that these hotels, like these bridges and then the motels that have been at risk are you know preserved and saved especially to enjoy the El Vado that we stayed at in New Mexico yeah. is lucky to be standing because it was going to be leveled like a couple decades ago or maybe just a little over a decade and it's completely renovated and it's modernized but it's still vintage vintage enough to be charming so I mean, there's a lot of different things like that where you've got the truly old school original tile and then the ones that have been just mistreated over the years that have finally got the funding to actually um, repair things and make it so that they don't get uh, torn down or um, on the chopping block. Yeah, I completely agree. Just make sure more places preserve a lot more stuff. That's pretty much what it comes down to. One thing I would like to see in the future, and. It, it's cool because for what it is now as a walking bridge and as a you know bike biking bridge. I just think it would be really cool if someday St. Louis put the money in to repair Chain of Rocks and actually be able to have cars go through Chain of Rocks again. Because I feel like that'd be. I mean, yes, it, it's especially now with like cars as they are today. It's going to be really hard for some cars to make it through there because it is like very narrow, but. 
I feel like if they put the proper resources in and maybe even have a little bit of an expansion project possibly, I feel like they could really renovate that. And I think that'd be a really cool way to get into uh, either Missouri or Illinois. That's something I'd like to see. Um, I know some people would disagree with that because obviously they, they like what, what it is it, as it is now. And I, I get that. But for me, that's one, that would be one of the coolest things because we walked across a little bit of it, but we didn't get to go to like the water portion and just that curve in the bend would be really something cool. Really? Like, yeah. I walked almost all of it accidentally. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, like I, I found myself like, okay, it's just, it's just about here. It's just going to be right there. Oh no, it's just going to keep, it's, it's, it's going much farther than I'm, thinking but i was able to get to where i saw a good shot of where it turned at the old chain of rocks bridge got a picture yeah. of that um but yeah i walked far out into the water before i was like i've been out here a while yeah i need to <laughs> run back <laughs> because yeah Anthony's in the car. Just where is she? <laughs> well, and another thing that was weird too is because uh, you know from from California, I don't experience this. We're going when we go through Oklahoma and Missouri. There's like all these like weird locust bugs that just make like these weird noises that I'm like not used to. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, this thing's gonna kill me. And so it's like I'm running run back away from that thing too. Um, but we yeah. went through uh, St. Louis, and uh, we actually we did get to go to the arch. We didn't go to the top of it. But we got to go inside of it and kind of look at like the mu free museum it had there and all that stuff stuff um but uh but when we were leaving the city um because st louis was nice for what it was you know we went to ted drew's had some great custard get into and go to the arch let's see bush stadium and then we're starting to leave the city and man that city does not put proper money into their roads man there there, there were were chunks of these roads i mean like chunks that were just out of the, the lanes to where like you could pop a tire and so we yeah. we actually got off of 66 a little bit just to get out of the state because we were like we're not doing this and and it's so sad because it's like th these are those are some neighborhoods right there that are just so run down and i mean they 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 need to advocate proper funding to actually go towards those communities because i mean it, it, it's only going to get worse i mean it's not like they can really do anything right now with where they're at and it was really sad to see because you know st louis was really nice up to that point and then we were like damn we got to get out of here so yeah that was rough for us yeah a lot of places uh depending on who they're represented by have very have had very poor leadership uh, over the years so it's definitely you see albuquerque with fantastic roads and it was just beautiful and clean to drive through and you see st louis with so much infrastructure problems alone on the outskirts that everything looks like it's been there for like longer than it has it looks very very fallouty like the right. thick smog on some of the windows and but other than that it's it's definitely it's, things are changing in certain areas now that mm. they're represented by other people who are kind of fighting for their local area and other places that are still kind of in the same rut and decide that they are afraid of change so yeah. it's about where they want to put their trust in do they want to trust the politicians who have always screwed them over do they want to actually invested their tax money into things that'll fix the area around them completely, it's up to them completely agree um before i let you get going Brittany, one last question if there were give me two or three um stops that you weren't able to make on this trip that you want to make in the future oh gosh so that's a lot but <laughs> i would say definitely the st louis um well the gateway arch that back to that uh Maybe not staying in St. Louis, but 
uh, maybe back at the wagon wheel because Cuba was such a cute little town and I didn't actually get to eat at the four-way stop, which was another converted um, filling station. But uh, Miramac Caverns slash Fantastic Caverns since they're in both in Missouri. Um, and then El Moro uh, National Monument and then the Chain of Rocks Backcountry Byway because of the lightning that was in New yeah. Mexico. Um, El, Mil El Moro and El Malpais National Monuments, which um, hold the Ice Cave and Bandera Volcano and really cool backcountry byway. But at least I got to ride through Oatman and kind of visit around there, um, pets and burrows, <laughs> wild burrows. Um, for, for me, for places to eat, it would be uh, either 66 Diner in Albuquerque, because we did not get to go there, and that place looked really cool, um, Ariston Cafe in Illinois. Um, for a place to stay, it would be definitely Desert Hills in Tulsa. For me, I just didn't get to spend a lot of time in Tulsa. I wanted to go to, the, I want to go see Black Wall Street, and I want to go to Desert Hills. I, I, just, I need to spend more time in Tulsa, because I really didn't really get to spend a lot of time, because we stayed in Catoosa, so we didn't get to spend a lot of time in Tulsa. Um, another thing I I missed was like their new Route 66 rising mural or statue that comes out of the ground that was like really cool. I, I didn't get to see that either. So for me, I think just Tulsa in general, and then definitely like the 66 Diner or um, Ariston Cafe for sure, for me, for things to eat. Yeah. yeah. The Ariston Cafe slash the Litchfield Skyview Drive-In, both were only open on the weekends, would definitely be something that I want to go back to. Um, but that's just such an easy drive um, away from where his family is for me that it's not going to be a hassle to plan. Now, the other ones are like, okay, that's about six hours of a way that we are not really going to be going. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then if I guess if I had to pick another hotel to stay at, um, if it worked out for the day, would be the Skyliner in uh, Stroud. I think that'd be a mm -hmm. really cool one to stay at, too. So Yeah. yeah. There's so much to do, and, and and the thing is, we we could. I mean, this has been an awful, awesome conversation. We could have been talking for four hours on this because we how much we we love the route, and I and I know I'm sure we'll you know we'll definitely correspond obviously more in the future. But thank you so much, Brittany, for being on. This has been an awesome conversation. I haven't had a chance to speak with anybody about uh our, you know my trip and your trip and stuff, and I know it's always cool to meet fellow travelers, and and you know definitely want to take the trip in the future. Um, before I let you get going, what are some other trips either um. I know you mentioned the uh, UK one for the uh, Premier League teams. What are some other trips, either um, internationally or domestically here in America, you want to take within maybe the next few years or in the, in the future? So Egypt has been my lifetime goal. Um, that I've been absolutely entranced by ancient Egyptian culture. Um, started picking up some uh Arabic early on just to try to be able to decipher some of the signs, especially in the desert that aren't as well maintained. Um, there's a lot of World Heritage sites over there, of course, but then, so I want to cover the entire world and I've got probably about 60 years to do it. And there are places that are not safe to go right now. Hopefully leadership changes that eventually we can go, but if it doesn't happen, there's still a very large world out there. There's Pacific Coast Highway left over here. There's the Appalachian Trail I'd love to hike if, if I had some months time off. We'll see how that works out in my uh, later years. But um, Egypt is definitely a big one. Finland, Norway, all of Scandinavia, really. 
Um, and then of course, all of Italy, I've already planned that trip, <laughs> um, as well as of course, Egypt to the T, because I like staying in places that are thematic and if they look like a uh, old uh, Italian Baroque kind of architecture, uh, then that's where I need to stay, especially if it's in Venice. Um, but yeah, I can certainly find any place on a budget that at least fits a theme that I can eventually save up to. I'm not traveling the cheapest, but I am staying and budgeting really cheaply because uh, there's a lot to see. <laughs> and I want to see it in one fell swoop because I don't have the money to really go back. And and that's great. And, and you know, you mentioned Pacific Coast Highway. The thing is, I, one thing that's really great about living in California is I'm blessed to be close to the mountains and to the uh, beach. And I know I've obviously I've gotten to travel. You know, Highway One, all you know, from SoCal up to pretty much Mendocino and and beyond. I, I've gone mm -hmm. up to uh, you know in Oregon. Um, there's some beautiful places there too. Uh, and one of my big sur in monterey are some of the most beautiful places that i've i've been to i mean i'm a huge golf fan so I, I grew up as a big golfer and i've gotten to actually go watch a couple of tournaments at pebble beach and just the whole area of monterey around there is just one of the most beautiful places that i i've been to it's 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 breathtaking it's it's really cool and yeah highway one's uh, a, a really cool trip to take for sure so yeah definitely de definitely do that one that's the one i'd recommend for sure so um well, thank you so much, Brittany, for being on. This has been a wonderful conversation and, and a great to just talk about our trips and all. And always great to meet, you know, a fellow soul on the road. And, uh, yeah, I hope your job treats you well. I hope uh, hope everything goes well with that. I'm glad you were able to get that back. And hopefully you're able to take some more trips and explore in the future. I'm sure I will. And, of course, if you want to follow my trip in a less congested way, since I'm doing a lot of street team stuff, you can also follow my WordPress. So I can share, you, share with that with you. Definitely. Yeah, definitely share that with me and I'll, uh, I'll post that in the description of the video when this comes out for sure. I'll, I'll do that as well. Okay. For sure. so that's okay, great. No well, problem. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. This has been a wonderful conversation. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Peace. All right, so that was Brittany, everybody. And uh, as I mentioned before the podcast started, I didn't even plan on having a podcast this week. And it turned out to be the longest one I've had because we just got talking. I mean, I, I, all these podcasts I've had, I can kind of let you guys in on a little something. I do a lot of prep work for these. I write a lot of questions down before them, and I try to ask questions to the T. This one was nothing like that. I, I almost never looked over to this side of my screen to ask for questions because it just, we just kept flowing and talking because we're both so passionate about travel and our trips on 66. And I haven't really, you know, thought too much about my trip uh, since since I've taken it outside of downloading like some photos and looking back on some stuff. And it was really a really cool experience myself to be able to talk to her and kind of relive some of my trip as well through her experiences. And and, and again. For anybody who's watching, uh, some of you may not appreciate this because you haven't been on the trip or you might you know, not be as much of a traveler. I'm telling you, if you get a chance when you're going down to Southern California, if you're going to Disneyland or you're doing something, just travel like Santa Monica to like Azusa or like a small stretch and you'll get to see so many cool sites. And I'm telling you, you might not think it's something you want to take, but the history of it and things you're going to see 
places you're going to go, the people you're going to talk to. It is something that is so cool and so underrated, and it's something that I highly recommend. And hopefully this podcast gives you an idea of some of the cool things that you can see on the trip and really what Maine Heartland America really looks like out there because there's a whole lot more to it than just these big cities out there. So anyways, um, thank you everybody who's tuned in on YouTube or Spotify. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Um, Again, we may have an off week next week. I'm still kind of trying to work that out right now. Um, But obviously, I will keep you guys posted on my social media as I always do. Um, With that being said, you guys have a great rest of your weekend and a great week. Take care and I will see you guys next time. Peace out.